Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Another Whiskey Podcast. I am your host, Nicholas Polacki. This is our cold open and this episode is about artificial intelligence, which is kind of telling because Mitch can't get his microphone to work. So, we don't even have real intelligence in this show. Anyway, we're about to be joined by Kevin Shaw from Stranger and Stranger and we're going to talk all things artificial intelligence and how it's likely to affect the whiskey industry moving forward. Thanks for tuning in. This is Not Another Whiskey Podcast. Kevin, uh, thanks very much for joining Mitch and I on this kind of special episode of Not Another Whiskey podcast where we will talk about whiskey, but specifically how the world of AI is influencing the whiskey world and what you foresee the future of that being. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, what you do with Stranger and Stranger, first of all, if that's if that's something you can touch on. Sure. Uh, well, Stranger's been going now for 30 years next year, and uh, we, we started off doing wine, wine branding and labels in London all that time ago, then came over to the US uh, on the back of Jack Daniels and, and uh, clients like that, really, and um, and then kind of just expanded out. So we've been doing work from like really luxury and high end st- whiskies in China and uh, all the way back to, the, you know, the old scotch. And we've handled everything from Jack Daniels to Aberfeldy and Compass Box is one of our longest standing clients i think we've been working with him for him for about 15 years and we've done 60 odd skews in that time wow. there's so many um so many labels out there we we're up to i think 7000 that we've done in that in all of that time but there's still so many more to do and it's stranger and stranger wow. do you look at all the storytelling the branding the marketing as well as like the visual aspect of the brand yeah and everything else we'll even get into the liquids as well uh, you know, one of our clients came in with a piece of fruit and he said, I'm going to make a liqueur out of this. What do I do? And uh, <laughs> so every, uh, everything from the name, the storytelling, the the branding, the the rollout of it. We even introduced him to uh, producers, bottlers, distributors. Uh, and, you know, recently a few of our clients have, have been able to sell out for, you know, hundreds of millions. Is that um, how Quantrum and, began? And sometimes we take with a share. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, it wasn't, wasn't that, but uh, if, the, I'm sure they, it, once upon a time, like 300 years ago, some guy walked into a thing with a piece of fruit. Yeah, yeah so, so we do absolutely everything. We do the whole, uh, the whole thing from, 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 from the real basics to the, to the exit. Fantastic. And- Kevin, how did you how did you get into this? Was this more of a design thing that led into booze, or was it the other yeah. way around? Yeah, uh, I uh, I was uh, I, when I started the company, our first client, weirdly, was Dell Computers. Uh, it, it was a pitch that nobody wanted to do because it was boring. And then I and I wanted, I didn't even know what Dell Computers was at the time. Um, it drove you to uh, drink. <laughs> well, it did. Uh, I mean, it's amazing, an amazing job. I mean, it financed everything, bought the house, bought the car. Just it, yeah. it was great. It was just a little bit dull, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was, uh, uh, you know, entertaining myself with alcohol, uh, and I was sitting in a wine auction with our our strategic planner, 
and he was, he, we were watching all the lots come up and all the, the on the slides, and he said, those labels are really terrible. Are they? I think I can do something about that. So I went around to the nearest distributor to us, which is a place called Bibendum in North London, and I said, uh, let, let me do some labels. And he said, well, we don't have any budget for that. And I said, well, I'll do it in exchange for wine. And uh, so he said, OK. So he gave me a few projects and this lorry load of wine pitched up at the house, like a truck, like a box truck of wine, which is <laughs> it's hard to accommodate if you're not ready for it. You know, I was, I was expecting a few cases of, but uh, I had to clear out like a whole cellar, put half my furniture outside and all this. And it took 10 years to drink it. But anyway, the more <laughs> importantly, the labels uh, increased his sales. And so then it just started to kind of roll on and... Uh, the more that we, the more we did, and the more PR we got out of these big sales uh, uh, achievements, the, the 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 kind of more calls we got. And then uh, we got a call from William Grant. So that was the first liquor we got. Um, and um, yeah, did a few did a few projects for them. And then some of the William Grant's guys left to form this uh, outfit called Proximo in the US. And we did this project called the Kraken which just blew up and uh, yeah, we've just had like half a dozen real like massive, massive success stories. And uh, that that's caused, uh, that's given us our reputation within the industry to, to be able to shift bottles. Very cool. Very cool indeed. So coming back towards AI, obviously yeah. Mitch, uh, Mitch had read something that you'd said uh, and I'll let him kind of give you the quote in a second, but you know, I think that, we touched on this about two weeks ago in a different episode and we wanted to kind of hold fire a little bit and get someone like yourself on to really kind of dive in a little bit deeper into this. But Mitch, what was a quote that you'd read that Kevin had said? Yeah, I mean, this was really interesting because Kevin, someone sent me this actually after they they listened to the podcast and it was from um, the buyer. And the the it was a really interesting, I'd, you know, we'll, we'll put this, this, um, We'll put this in the links in the show, but I love the first line of this. And it was advise, I'd advise everyone to strap in and see how they can make AI a tool before they become a tool of AI, you know, and then you go on to talk about all the different aspects and how AI has been used within the drinks industry within, within your world. I mean, how have you seen, well, I, I suppose I want to start with asking you, how have you seen this change your world in the short period of time so far? And before yeah, you even um, answer that, I just have a quick thing, Kevin. Did you actually say that, or did someone use AI yeah. and attribute that quote to you? <laughs> no, I actually, and I did make a point of saying that none of my article was written by AI because you know <laughs> all these writers now are getting ChatGPT to write all their stuff for them. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I said all of that, and um, there it was. It's definitely, um, I can definitely see it making an impact on this this industry. It's, it's our job. Everything that you ever see that we've done has been done years ago. Like we're working for three years in the future. All the packs that we're doing now are for 25 and 26. And uh, so it's our job to kind of to futurize and and see how things are going to be. So we're always keeping the tabs on uh, any new developments and where we see the progressions of those things happening, just strategically to try to be on top of everything. It's no point us launching stuff that's behind when it's launched. Um, so I've been really fascinated by all this, the, the AI stuff, um, primarily because I can't, I couldn't think, so I made the point to these wine guys, uh, I can't think of any area of the, in the wine industry that this won't touch. 
Now they've already made uh, a, an AI wine blend, right? They've got AI, artificial intelligence to make a wine blend okay. and a wine label. Well, more than one wine label if you look around. Uh, and uh, AI has written a review of a wine blend, of a wine product. Um, now, what what these engines are capable of doing, uh, if, for example, they could these are you could get an engine to scour the internet, Facebook, everything, and find the ideal wine blend for most people. So the median, what it's great at doing is is creating average or finding out what average is. And it could tell you the flavor profile of a wine or a whiskey or anything that would appeal to the most people. And it could help you uh, through analysis of the lab results to, to blend a whiskey or a wine or anything that would appeal to the most people. And then it would churn out a label, a very decent private label. And, you know, one of those huge retailers could take that private label product and 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 make it massive uh, or without employing any people whatsoever. I mean, and they can they could do this in minutes. It, it's unbelievable how fast these things yeah. learn. Like if you could if if we ask it the same question two minutes apart, it will give you a more evolved answer because it's listening to thousands of people all the time. And it's learning from thousands of people all the time. So it just kind of, it's, it, it can't really create, uh, the AI takes, takes a kind of an average and references from everything that you give it or everything that you can find online related to your, to your parameters. And it can't really strategize very well, but what it can do is it can make brilliant average products and it can do it quickly it can do it more cost effectively than anyone else and it could probably uh run all the logistics better than any human could as well yeah. it's, it's quite um i couldn't i couldn't as i said i can't think of any area within the wine business that can't be touched by it and i was just talking to these wine people at the time but it you know the things can uh you can certainly roll it out to every drinks product so one of the things that has come up with AI, actually of, of late, just this week I was reading, what we're seeing with things like ChatGPT and other programs that, 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 that run through different algorithms of stuff is that we're seeing artists coming to the forefront and saying, well, wait a minute, this is taking my intellectual property into the fold and regurgitating it out and recreating it in a different manner, but effectively without my creative that doesn't exist. And there's now an intellectual property right conversation going on specifically within, uh, there's a couple of comedians that are at the table, there's some music and obviously with lyrics and things like that. But specifically this one I was reading was about uh, comedy. And they're saying like, like, is that something that we could see happen if brands start leaning into AI to create copy for the labels and things like that, where somebody comes to the table and says, wait a minute, this is just rewritten what I've written and I can show you option A, B and C where we then start seeing uh, lawsuits specifically in a place like where I, where, where I am right now in the States, you know, it's notoriously litigious. Sure. sure. There's a, there's a, there's a, one of them will, uh, which is work works for employment. 
so it will analyze a prospective employee's CV. And then it will check all the data points to make sure they really did go to all those colleges and earn all those things. And then it will analyze the written document to see if it's been cut and paste or, or churned out by, um, you know, an AI program. So that's on one side. Then there's this other program, which will just take any amount of copy or information and just replace it with synonyms. So it, it's saying more or less the same, but it's using different words to say it. And that gets around all your trademark issues. And so it's clever. It, it will. It's clever enough now to do it with words. It will be clever enough because this thing is pro, 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 is progressing so fast. It yeah. will be clever enough to do it with everything. And is is that something that you know you you, you say it, it can it can effectively just use cinnamon synonyms and, and and change things over so, cinnamons is that a, is that a spice synonyms you know, is, yeah. yeah yeah exactly is that it's <laughs> yeah. a flavor profile so find just, yeah it'll just it'll just <laughs> it'll just choose words that mean yeah. the same or or very close to it yep and it will just change your change the paragraph completely but it will mean the same stuff. But but without the without the human interaction element of it, does it then does it then become, you know, when you read something that's written by AI, are we going to become numb to to that process? Like, does it sound? I don't know. Try to see how to phrase this properly. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that it, when a brand has a brand voice, and it's specifically a brand voice that is you know iconic or whatever it happens to be. AI can obviously replicate that, but you're still going to need human beings to come into that and say, well, I need to sense check everything here because yes, it can do the majority of the heavy lifting relatively quickly. And I have played around with ChatGPT. It is lightning fast. The quality of the content it writes is fairly excellent, um, but it still needs work. Like it still needs tweaking. Like you said, yeah. it, 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 it learn to do something in fractions of seconds. It would take human beings hours, if not days, or weeks, months, and years to learn. Uh, you know, I guess my question is, are, are are brands going to look at that as a positive or are they going to look at that as, mm, that's not what we are, therefore we're actively going to step away from it? I think once you've set up the tone of voice, I think it will get it right almost every time. What The point I made the other day was it's not it's not going to... I think everybody's, everybody's scared of AI turning into... Um, uh, you know skynet or matrix or something like that and, uh, <laughs> it's not all of that but i did say that i thought it would decimate the industry because um think okay think about lawyers right lawyers spend all this time it's back i remember i was talking about uh taxi drivers the other day you know taxi drivers in london they do this five-year thing called the knowledge where they learn they drive around every street on bicycles and motorbikes and now they've just been replaced by an app an uber right it's going to be the same with, say, lawyers. Yeah. Lawyers won't need paralegals anymore. You'll still need a lawyer at the top, but you won't need all these people to churn out all your argument. The ChatGBT lawyer engine will just like research every single case that's ever been, come out with a perfectly good argument. The guy at the top will just go, yeah, sounds right, or no, sounds wrong. Ask it to do a couple more churns. And, and so what it will do is just take out a whole bunch of people. It will pro it's it's for, for my industry on designers 
you know, I can get one guy to do a lot more than than they could even, uh, you know, six months ago. Yeah. Um, and so what, what I don't need as many of now are junior designers doing that grunt work because the machine will just do all the grunt work. Yeah. So it's not it's not like it won't need people. It's just it's going to need a lot less of us. But in, in that in that environment, like as the example that you gave, yeah, you, you it could it could give a legal argument. But then at some point, do you even need do you need the lawyer? Do you need the jury? And do you need the judge? Or no. is AI going to do all of it and say guilty, not guilty? Here's you know, like we ran no. we ran the facts of the case through a program. No. And it's more likely than not on, like you said, this is what it does. It creates a law of averages. So yeah. the, on, on the law of averages, it's more likely based on your background, social economic status, and all the things that we know about you on social media that you probably yeah. did or did not do this. Yeah. And then take that one step further. You can kind of think about, well, uh, minority report. You remember that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's there's going to be a time when AI is going to be going, yeah, these people might be doing some crime soon. Yeah. So and that could, yeah. I mean, there's there's certain areas where you think, yeah, there's, it's going to make a massive impact. But on the drinks business, it's it's still going to make a huge impact. Uh, it could, I couldn't I couldn't get uh, like I was I used the the case and and the bit that I talked talk to the buyer about of uh, of supermarket buyers. Like a, a, an AI engine now could analyze all the shelves, all the demographics, all the all the competitive shelves, and and just churn out a set of perfectly maxed out private labels that would compete. And it would. And the point is, you wouldn't need to hire a bunch of people to do this. It could do it all in. You give it a couple of hours. I mean, it's it's That's scary incredible. how fast it works and how how thorough the research is that it does. Anything that's online, it it just sucks it up. And, yeah, it's, it's scary stuff. So it is, but actually, the guys at ChatGPT were saying because these guys are getting hauled in front of Congress right now, right? So this is this is how serious this is. It's not a yep. people aren't taking this lightly. But they've been saying that we stopped feeding it information two years ago, so it's not actually plugged into the Skynet of of our current internet. It can't pull today's data. So, for example, right. if you were to ask it about trading stocks, what the, like as of this week that, that it it won't give you an answer. It'll say we don't have the information, but we'll give you the information from you know the last potential date of whatever. But I mean, is that it? Like, are we all, beco- all going to become stockbrokers and and move into the, like we're going <laughs> to? Is it what's what's the definition of insider trading at this stage of the game? And, yeah, and does that, it does it allow us to look at a three tier system in in the USA, for example, and be like, well, wait a minute, what is the value of a three tier system when we know exactly what we can can't do, what works, what doesn't work, what brands will come into the space and have an impact, and what ones won't? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't think we're all going to become stockbrokers. I mean, those those guys could easily be replaced by uh, by by AI. Um, I, what what I was looking at as well was or the way or that that ChatGPT is like a the what the engine that's that's most well known because it makes the newspapers for the fact that you know kids are using it to write their homework and all this other stuff. Uh, but there are already like dozens of these things out there doing different specialist things. 
and all the big software companies, Adobe, Microsoft, they're all writing this stuff into all their programs because they're going to try and find ways to monetize it. All right. So uh, it's it's going to be in your in every every program and app that you use. Yeah. Why why hire a, a, a graphic designer when you can spend hundred dollars a month to subscribe to Adobe and have your internal graphic designer just tell right. it what to do and it will design something right. for you. Right. Yeah. You give it a couple of parameters, tell you to tell it to churn out a logo and Adobe will give it Adobe will set up all the 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 parameters. It'll churn out, you know, um, letterheads and business cards and and yeah. truck sides and all this sort of stuff with your logo on. And it'll give you 100 logos in a minute. And if you don't like them, you press it, it'll give you another 100 logos. It's that's that's where that particular application. Terrifying. So yeah. in, in that aspect, yes, it can do a lot of, are we going to see it replace? And I guess this is the crux of the matter what Mitch and I really got into here. This, well, this Could is it, the big question, right? This is kind of, this is the discussion. <laughs> We've got a bet on here, Kevin, right? Yeah. I said, I predicted within the next couple of years, we're going to see an AI master blender for whiskey. And it's yeah. going to get to that point. To your point where, you know, wine, it's already happened within the wine world. Yeah. Yes or no? Is that going to happen? Yes. Okay, but here's the question: You owe me a hundred bucks. No, 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 no. I, this was my point. I didn't say that it couldn't happen. What I said can was, I put, it's can not I have going to. On it as well. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that it wouldn't happen. And this is the point again with the wine: Are those wines winning awards? Are those wines leading the category? Are those wines shaping how consumers drink? Or uh, will will AI get there? Look, somebody, somebody is just taking this opportunity to go, what can I push with this tech, right? Yeah. What can I do? And they've made some PR, PR out of it. Correct. And that's that's great fun. But I've been working with retailers now for 30 years. And if I was a retailer and knowing them that how I do, knowing how they look for any opportunity to increase margins and and reduce expenses. If I was in a retailer's seat now, I I would be sitting there with a guy, with a tech guy going, how can we get this to help run our business? And eventually they will get down to, well, hell, why don't we do our own private label range, which we blend with AI, which we label with AI, which costs us nothing except for the sign-on fee for the programs. And, uh, and we make a ton more money. And because the retailers own the real estate, at the end of the day, every other brand is, is at their mercy. And they can put all this AI stuff on gondola end and they can undercut everybody. I, I, I've seen how private label has grown and I, I, can't, I can't help but think that's the way a retailer will go. So, I mean, Kevin, here's the question for you. You know, you've, you've been in the whiskey industry for a while, working with brands, working with master blenders, you know, going through this whole process. So given that knowledge that you have and given the knowledge that you have about AI, how how do you predict that would work within whiskey? Because I, I think it's, you know, when we talk about wine, I'm not saying wine's basic, it is very complex, but I think the flavor profiles that you get within whiskey really outweigh whiskey, right? So so how would that look, do you think, like an AI master blender? How would they pull all that together? All right, well, look, it's, uh, I said something a long time ago that, I, that has stuck ever, ever since. 
and it applies to whiskey drinkers as well as wine guys. And I said it again to wine people who oh, I love to, you know, rattle their cages. Uh, I said they're a bunch of a bunch of Ferrari mechanics running a Ford dealership. I said that to these wine people. Is they're the people who are who are who are you know they're touring the vineyards, all this sort of stuff. They're they're standing there, swilling the thing, they're sniffing it, they're talking about the fact that you know it smells of raspberries and roses. And and a consumer doesn't do that. Uh, a consumer is is just looking for something to go with their meat pie, pretty you know, and not be offensive. Yeah. And uh, and in a blind tasting, a lot of consumers at the base level, which is still like around five quid in England, uh, can't tell at room temperature the difference between red and white wine. And th that that is fine for AI. AI can make a mess of that level, really. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, people, are, you know, I've got my favorite whiskeys. You've got your favorite whiskeys. I can see you've got like a thousand whiskeys behind you. <laughs> uh, you know, you're interested and, and you're experts and you're looking for nuance and you're looking for stories and all this sort of stuff. And But the median consumer is not. That's interesting. But the whiskey consumer is? I don't believe. Well, maybe. Maybe more. Maybe well, more. You're, but, you, know, no, you, you do have a point. So maybe the whiskey more. consumer cares. It's I more think, about stories. But, yeah. Correct. So it's more like, especially here, right? So in, in America, there's a reason that Irish whiskey and Scotch whiskey does so well here. Predominantly because there's a, a sense of people connecting to what was their grandfather's or their great-grandfather's homeland? So the storytelling aspect of whiskey, specifically in the United States, is bigger than just what's in the bottle. It's sure. reminiscent to them of family and linking back. People here will start drinking Scotch whiskeys because they've found out through 23andMe that they've got some type of Scotch bloodline. Sure. I've seen it happen. So, you know, mm. for me, I think, and for, for, for like, Guys like yourself, Kevin, like we, you're in the business of storytelling what's authentic. Like you can create something and we, like AI can create something out of thin air, but the whiskey consumer likes authenticity to be, I think, at the backbone of everything they do. They love history. They love the storytelling, but they also like the people. So, yeah. you know, the master blenders are important. The, 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 when the, you know, the, the 16 men attain, you know, that, that story is, is is stuck in people's minds because you know they, they've heard of Glen Moringer, they've read the back of a, a label box, and they want to go to 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 Tain and meet these guys, or whatever it happens to be. And I think that that's where AI fundamentally doesn't click with what whiskey is all about, which is it can't replace the history, it can't replace the people, it can replace the storytelling, it can replace the packaging, and it probably could make the make the liquid. But all the other aspects of what makes whiskey so beautiful, like that, like, you know, Dave Broom's brilliant in this. Dave Broom always says he's much more interested in the, the people, the storytelling aspect of the people around whiskey making. And I think that's that's where the beauty of whiskey is. It's the the finding the perfection and the imperfections of of all these little nuances. And, and it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not an exact art, right? It's a it's a it's a time, it's based on 101 different parameters that, that human beings need to be interacting with. Do I think they're replaceable in that? Yeah, probably. But I think human beings are replaceable pretty much for everything. Like if, if AI took over 
it would probably stop human beings from doing everything because we're our own worst enemies, <laughs> right? Like we can't get out of that's our get, way that's getting heavy, and, man. Yeah, but it's true. Like we can't get out yeah, of that's our, true. With global warming, with with inflation, with world wars, with whatever it happens to be, it's it's not it's not because like you can almost look at it and be like, okay, it's, it's one one dickhead's ego. So one guy with a lot of ego screwed it up for everybody. That's that's ninety percent of every problem this world has ever had. It usually comes back to one person with a massive amount of ego and some wacko way of looking at the world and getting enough people to jump on the bandwagon. Once you apply that, or once you look at that and say, what is it that we could do to solve the world's problems? We'll probably remove human beings from the equation and you're you're ninety-five percent there, right? Yeah, I think what what the what whiskey does benefit from is is being uh mostly a premium product um it's aside from like oh, if you're over here it's uh you know you've got the you know you've got that that gym beam or that sort of level the base level and those things could easily be uh chipped at, chipped off at and then it, it goes up pretty quickly and then you get into all the stories and you get into the super premium and premium what AI could do if I was a retailer is uh, analyze all those whiskeys on my shelf and uh, tell me that I only need half of them because some of them are telling the same story. Some of them are from the same area. Some of them have got the same, same flavor profile. Uh, I think it could streamline that super premium sector. I'm not saying that it's gonna it's gonna take over anything, and I've never I haven't said that from the beginning. What I'm gonna say is it's gonna have an effect I because agree. if if I'm a retailer, I want to be efficient, right? My my shelf space is everything, and it needs to, everything needs to work hard. Every mm. every shelf inch needs to be working its head off. And I'm talking at if I'm over, you know, in the US we've got six thousand Pinot Noirs. We don't need six thousand Pinot Noirs. We need maybe sixty. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, they're all in exactly the same bottle. They're all same exact, <laughs> say exactly the same stuff on the back label. Yeah. There's just no reason for there to be that many. So what there could be is a streamlining. That's all. I, um, and then retailers could use that, obviously, as they do to kind of, you know, leverage, leverage prices. Um, I'm playing devil's advocate, but um, I, I, before we had, such things as private label, I was looking at that thinking that is going to really kind of take it. Yeah. Give it to the brands. But this is what I think is interesting. It can change all of what a store carries because it'll look at an algorithm and say how you can streamline it. Yeah. But what it can't do is change consumer behavior and what consumers like is choice. So there's a reason that there's 60,000 Pinot Noirs in the same way that there's a reason that people can walk into a store filled with white labels and still choose a brand that they like because it's a different conversation because there's history, there's heritage, there's people and there's trust behind that brand. And that's what the brand have spent probably millions of dollars doing, but more, more than that time, they spent time finding a way to connect with the other human being. So AI can strip down all of the noise, but it can't take away the consumer choice. And that's, that's fundamentally the human aspect of this is Human beings, if you walked into a liquor store and your choice was all white labels and a very streamlined shelf, you'd probably go, I want to find a new liquor store. 
I want my brands. I want this. I want the I want the things that I find enjoyment in because I've always done it and because I want to continue to do it. No. Uh, I think I think that applies perfectly to you, Nicholas. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that applies to my that does not apply to my father-in-law at all. Yeah. He, okay. he, he's a median kind of guy. Doesn't he care. Just, he just wants he wants life to be easy. He yeah. wants to have a choice of of four soap powders and nine cat foods and uh maybe ten ten whiskies. And uh and 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 he'll and he'll, then he'll probably buy that same whiskey over and over again. I've seen him do it. Yep. Over and over again for uh for the rest of his life. So I, I think it's also for courses. There will be, there will certainly be specialist uh, retailers and areas where the likes of you and me and and Mitch can can go out and find stories and find interesting things and beautiful packs and all that. And I hope we never lose that. Uh, my whole point from from this whole discussion is the fact that the that the middle that middle median sector um is is gonna get hit i have a question for kim do you yeah. like the idea of that happening no i don't mean like enjoy the idea of, of something getting hit but like th do you think that that section of this business needs a shake-up do you think it's, it's it's a positive thing that something can come in and be like it's a lot of noise here let's clean it up do i like it no of course i don't like it i mean i i love the fact that there's diversity and new things coming in and uh Particularly in liquor, I mean, wine I think needs a massive shakeup, um, because it's it's the most it it's it, the, the the rate of innovation, the rate of change, the rate of just anybody doing anything interesting is is just glacial. You know, nothing's happened. I've been doing this thirty years, and back then they would they were charging five pound for a bottle of Merlot, and they're still charging five pound for a bottle of Merlot. You know, it, it's just it's just going nowhere. Yeah. So, but I and I, but that's why we're mostly in the the liquor industry now because there's somebody who's always coming in with, oh, we just we just had a massive success with a, a banana flavored bourbon here, yeah. and uh, I mean just fantastic, just just unusual great products. You know, somebody I know is is soaking is is um, a, you know, pig fat in whiskey. You know, I mean it's. It's just uh, there's just great innovation always going on in the liquor business, and I, yeah. that I I would really uh, I would really miss that. I think we need change and we need evolution and innovation, and again it comes more from the liquor business and even the whiskey business as well. Yeah, so uh, you know people a lot of people have been asking, well, what do, what do we do? You know, it's like the 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 rise of the robots. Well, how how can we combat this? <laughs> Yeah. How could, you know, it's not it, it it's like this inevitable onslaught of we're going to be taken over by machines and we're all going to end up in the matrix and i and uh and i i think and i've been saying the same thing and you touched on it earlier with what you said about about people having individual uh, people having stories and and especially whiskey drinkers be it liking to know the backstory much more than most sectors of uh the liquor industry whiskey drinkers really like that expert knowledge in the backstories and I think it's important for every single brand owner to really look at themselves and try to find something about themselves that is unique, that is that that 
that they can be creative about it or strategic about it, but try and find something that is different and unique. And I'll give you a case, uh, one example. Uh, we redesigned uh, Aberfeldy. Uh, and when we got it, it had this squirrel on the label and nobody could tell me why there was a squirrel on the label. And uh, uh, we, you know, we did a lot of research up there. It's not because they were hoarding, hoarding lots of whiskey, no? <laughs> For the winter, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, firstly, everybody holds whiskey, and in Scotland, <laughs> you throw a rock and you 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 hit a lovely distillery. You know, right. it's in a beautiful part of the world. The yeah. landscape is amazing. Everybody shares the same kind of history. We have an embarrassment of riches. It really is. I mean, and just fantastic, just stunning. But the problem is, everybody's got that. So what is it that is different? And we found with Aberfeldy that they use water. Their spring uh, contains uh, gold. They they used to pan for it up there. I mean, it's not a lot of gold, but there's actually gold in the spring water. And that it was just a fantastic storytelling opportunity. And then we we did a, a strategy around the golden dram and all this, which it, which got rolled out to be, you know, advert ads and, and displays and point of sale. And everything we do on pack is all around the, this idea of it being the golden dram. And, uh, and everybody has a story if you dig deep enough. And I would, I would just look at, I would say to everybody, every brand owner, just look at yourself and, and see if your story is different enough and then just dig until you find something that is. So I have a, I have a question in on that. What's the squirrel for? I, I don't know. I've they, no so they just had it there? Or like, so they, just, they, they, just they were just, it. it looked nice. Nobody but... knew. I know the, guy, <laughs> the guy was making the label. He probably looked outside and saw a squirrel. Uh, and that on the label. I, I've got no idea. There was no, nobody could tell us why there was a uh, squirrel on the label. Um, <laughs> I need to dig out an old bottle of Aberfeldy and see if it's still yeah, got the squirrel in it. Yeah, and that's and that's well, we've taken it off now. So, uh, but you know, when we everything is all about storytelling and and uh, all about the brand, and there's a train there, and um, you know, we tell the full story of the brand on the pack. But um, but a lot of people don't, and, yeah. and uh, I think uh, you know, the, all, especially and and especially all those kind of private labels. This is where we can beat the robots, yeah. right? All those tell us, tell us, yeah. Kevin, yeah. tell us how do we fight? How do we fight back without having to get in a motorcycle and break our mothers out of mental institutions like Terminator? <laughs> how do we fight back against the machine? <laughs> yeah. Well, you see what what they will what the machines will do will look at all the labels and then they'll say, well, you know, a lot of labels have got thistles on them so let's put a thistle on them and you can imagine like the base private label yeah. will have a thistle on it you just know it you can guarantee that there'll be a thistle on there yeah. so what the what the engines are looking for is average they're really good at median so so if we can do if we can like dig down and find our human stories and tell them well on our on pack and our communications we can be different and we can we we use humanity to beat the machines there it is there we go i love that so it's just don't be average and then you'll be fine which i think the scotch whiskey industry does a yeah. wonderful job of doing i think we hold ourselves to a better standard not just the scotch whiskey industry i would say the global whiskey industry holds itself to a standard of being decidedly 
better than average and above average across across the board. Uh, it's okay to have average whiskies out there, but I, I think, think the, the uh, majority of the luxury brands and the higher end price points when it when it when it stand above head and shoulders of saying that they're just an average whiskey company. Well, I'm I'm not sure about the global global market. I mean, if you go to India, you'll find some decidedly average looking whiskies <laughs> selling more than most of the Scotch whiskies put together. Yeah. So. I, it's horses for courses, but I do think that the Scotch whiskey does a great job of of telling local stories, telling about story about the terroir and the and the local character and the and the geography and uh, and and prides itself on that. So I, yeah, I think out of every, I was thinking about it out of every every alcohol sector, I think Scotch whiskey has got the best chance to fight the robots. There we go. Heard it here first, folks. You heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we can beat them. We can. We can do it. Before, before we wrap up here, I, I wanted to ask you, what do you think, if you could sum it up right now, what are the advantages and disadvantages of AI within the whiskey industry and, and the booze industry in general? The advantages. Well, the advantages are obviously uh, uh, incredible cost saving. And the disadvantage are, are uh, lots of people without jobs. Yeah, that's 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 the main issue here. It's just a it's just a great way to shortcut all the way to average. And uh, mm. you know, if we're not careful, and we we have to always strive for excellence in in the making of the whiskies and the packaging of the whiskies. And trying to add value and tell stories and be interesting, and uh, um, AI could really make a dent in that, and that's that's a real that's a real issue with me. And the the fact that people are going to lose their jobs, and they are definitely going to lose their jobs, yeah. uh, from my sector all the way through to writers, photographers, um, just everybody, the whole down the whole line, they're going to lose their jobs. And I I'm in this business for the people. You know, I, I was yeah. doing other stuff before this. And the people in the whiskey and the drinks business are the best, man. They're in it for passion. passion. And you're not going to get passion out of AI. You don't get character and personality and passion out of AI. It's just cold-blooded efficiency. But you... the business side of this business is about, it's got to be more efficient. That's interesting. Do you think that the... I mean, I guess we'll wait and see, right? We're we're currently seeing these companies being pulled in front of Congress and, and other governments around the world. Do you yeah. think that do you think that, that fear of affecting the economy and affecting jobs is enough for them to say this isn't worth exploring, we're gonna shut it down? I would love to say that. I would love to be able to think that as an ideal. Yeah. But you know, I live in America where the government is owned by corporations. Yeah. So I think if if people can make some make more money. If, if the people at the very top, you know who I'm talking about, can make more money, they'll push that shit through Congress because over here you can bribe politicians. It's perfectly legal. So, and I, I, hope, I cling on to my ideals as always. But, uh, but yeah, this is definitely going to make the. It's about making the industry, all industries, more efficient. And uh, I can't, as given that that will drive profits. I can't see that it's that anybody's going to stop this. 
I've, I've never really seen AMD screw their way to the bottom before, but it feels like we're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that bombshell, Kevin, thanks very much for being a guest. This has been massively enlightening, a, a great blast to pick your brains. You're you're one of the iconic uh, you know, creative experts in this field and, and, and to have you come on our show and, and really kind of enlighten us on this has been a blast. So thank you so much. Hey, well, great. Uh, thanks for having me. And I'm, I hope I'm wrong about everything, by the way. <laughs> so nice. I can save a hundred bucks. <laughs> no, thanks for being on the show, Kevin. That was, that was fantastic. Really good yeah, to get your, no your problem. opinion on No that. problem. Anytime, guys. Anytime. <laughs>